0: Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hi, Katie. Hey, Brittany. So I want to talk today about compromise and if it's always a good thing, because I think Uh. we hear compromise a lot and we think like, oh, that's like how we create this great society and everything. And you as a mom, I'm sure… There are times when the family's maybe choosing an activity or something and not everybody is going to agree. And I don't know, maybe maybe you haven't, but have you ever said, you know, oh we need to compromise or anything like that as a mom?
1: Um, I think it's really funny how you how you think about compromise as a parent because yeah, you want your kids to learn to communicate well so that they can have peaceful relationships with other people and that usually involves some degree of compromise. Um, but getting that to happen in a home especially with seven kids you know that's that's so unlikely and it's <laughs> funny sometimes because it does bring us back a little bit to the way that we think about voting we talked the other day about how you know a lot of libertarians don't really like voting because it you know they they have these different reasons that they think maybe it's not necessarily the right thing to do but i kind of think about that a little bit when you have a large family and you have to compromise because what inevitably happens is that somebody ends up imposing what they want on someone else yep. like that's what generally happens with compromise and, and hopefully someone the other the person who's on the you know losing end or the compromising end they are good sports about it and they love their relationships or their peace in their home enough to be like okay fine I don't really care that much about it so although we love compromise, um, especially when everybody wins, Everybody doesn't always win in a compromise. and often oftentimes somebody has to end up with what they don't want um, when when you have a compromise. It's rare, I think, to have it be just you know really happy where everybody comes out totally pleased with the result.
0: Well, and that's a good point because if we look at like what the actual definition of a compromise is, it's everybody gives up something for something mm-hmm. they want. And I always give the analogy like like the ideal kind of compromise would be Katie if you and I were on the playground and we really wanted to play a game together and I wanted baseball, and you wanted, I don't know, soccer, and then we were like, you know what, let's play kickball, and we were both still excited to play with each other. You know, that would almost be like mm-hmm. a real thing because we chick- we picked like a third option we're both okay with, but that rarely happens. Somebody usually has to bend a little bit. Yeah, there's this some- – Oh, go on.
1: I was just going to say it's rare that there's this perfect combination yep. of baseball and soccer that exists in another game that makes everybody happy.
0: <laughs> exactly. And I think a lot of the time too, it's always the same person that ends up being willing to give up a little something like you said, where they just want to mm-hmm. keep the peace or something like that. So it's it's kind of a slippery slope. And I want to talk about that today as as far as it applies to politics, right? And and whether or not we should be compromising or if compromise is actually kind of a bad thing. Because sure, when we play games on the playground, that's, that's something that isn't super important. You know, it, it seems really important at the time, but in the grand scheme of things. But You know, what happens if it does become something where we have our principles are called into question? So -hmm. during election season, I think we're going to see that a lot. Um, And I, as a rule of thumb, unless your name is Ron Paul, I just don't really believe anything you say during election season.
1: (laughs) It's pretty safe. Yeah.
0: But I think one thing we see a lot in the debates, which I don't even watch anymore. I don't know if anybody, I don't even know if they have had debates because it's just, I'm so uninterested in this election cycle, but I'm sure that's going to kick up here soon. But you see a lot of candidates saying, Trying to seem like they're not radical, trying to seem like they're like the ones, the middle of the road, they're willing Mm -hmm. to work with both parties and they're willing to compromise. And that's seen as like some big talking point. And a lot of the times to me, it's really a cop out. It's kind of an excuse for, I don't really have any strong principles. So I'm going to say what I need to say to get elected. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I think one reason that Trump was so powerful, you know, in 2016 is because even though I don't think he knew a lot about the issues, he was just kind of like, this is how I feel. I'm not going to change my mind. This is what we're doing, you know. And and I think people actually found that refreshing, because yeah, people absolutely go responded. Yeah.
1: Go ahead, yeah.
0: Sorry. And, oh, you're fine. You're fine. I love when you jump in. I love. I love having a, a good conversation. But it's funny to me because I think people just don't. Yeah, I think people just assume politicians are lying to them.
1: I would. I mean, that. I hope they do. I fear more for the people who just naively believe everything that politicians say. That's that's way worse than than just believing that they're lying. Um, I think you yeah, know, absolutely. when we when we think about political compromise, especially now, and you know every family is going to have their own um, morals, their own beliefs. But as political issues become more, um, I guess, personal, maybe more moral issues, there's a lot of overlap. Now we talk a lot more about things that people didn't use to to talk about or that didn't exist that are very personal or very um, you know, people feel very strongly about. And so, you know, I think we're we're reaching a point more and more where we just can't compromise. There are things that, that one side absolutely will not compromise on and the other side just as passionately cannot compromise on. And so where does that leave us? I mean, <laughs> I don't really know. I don't know the answer. You know, it's where we get into talks about, you know, secession because like, well, we can't coexist because, I feel too strongly about this particular topic to to have any kind of compromise because morally I feel like I can't. And the other side feels exactly the same. Like where does that put us?
0: And that's almost why I don't, I don't like to vote, but I think I told you one thing I've been more inclined to do as I've gotten older is vote for the upset, you know, vote for the person who probably isn't going to win anyway, but I like that they're standing up. Mm -hmm, (laughs) I guess it's almost kind of a troll vote as you might call it, but (laughs) especially where I live, I know that my vote it really doesn't ca- – I live in an area surrounded by government employees and liberals, um, so it's mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm just going to go in and burn it to the ground kind of Yeah, kind I mean, you situation. can definitely
1: vote your conscience because, like, why
0: not? And sometimes it's not – and maybe this is bad. Maybe this is bad. Sometimes it's not even my conscience. Sometimes, your conscience. sometimes it's just like, you know what? I like that this guy's fighting back. I don't believe in everything, but here we go. <laughs> um, that's how much faith I have and trust I have in our system. Right. Um, which is almost as just like not voting at all. But so, so yeah, so there's this belief, you know, that we should compromise. And then I think the, this, this, you know, one reason Ron Paul again was so powerful is because he was like, no, I'm not going to compromise. This is what I'm going to do on day one because that is the right thing to do. And people like you and I look at that and we think that's great. Like that's what we want in a leader. But then I think when people hear no compromise, they start thinking of of people like Pinochet, these mm-hmm. really bad dictators um, in, you know, like South America or even, People like to the extreme, you know, Adolf Hitler, people like this who refused to compromise because they wanted their way or the highway, right? So I think there's like a fine line between both things. There's the not compromising because of principle, and there's a the not compromising because you think everybody should have to do what you want. And so that well, comes down to, you know, what? Wh- how do we tell? Yeah,
1: I mean, I, th- I think there's an, a, an analogy to be seen Going back just to our family, like I I watched it happen with my kids when they were younger on just movie night specifically. We have one child who happens to be our youngest, who's probably going to listen to this and be like, I can't believe you threw me under the bus, mom. But... He was uncompromising. Like when we picked a movie, he would never compromise. It didn't matter what we offered. There were six other kids who were giving their ideas and, you know, really giving great arguments for why we should try what they wanted to watch. And he would just say like, no, I want to watch Spider-Man. Like, I don't care what anybody else says. And <laughs> and what ended up happening was he did kind of become a little bit of a dictator when it came to movie night because nobody else... It got to the point where nobody wanted to argue because he was unyielding. And then it became no fun to watch movies. So then it was like, oh, let's watch a movie. And the family would say, eh, we don't really want to because we know that we're either going to have a bunch of fighting or we're going to watch Spider-Man. And we don't want to watch Spider-Man again. And so I think, you know, it's we kind of see that in politics. Like there is a tendency to, um, you know a strong personality who won't compromise becoming a dictator. Not that my son's a dictator, but <laughs> <just> <laughs> honestly, <saying.
0: laughs> I feel kind of bad for him because he's the only boy of six girls, right? Yeah,
1: it is true. <laughs> it is true.
0: Oh, that's so funny. But yeah, and I think, I think the thing it comes down to that we should always look at, and this could help us, you know, with any dictator is there there are principles there are universal truths right even though we live in an era where people like to say oh it's my truth it's my you know but mm-hmm. there are truths and that is you know narrowed down to things like don't hurt people and don't take their stuff it is you know the individual and you can tell right away if somebody is a dictator or not a dictator by what they're and obviously not the movie analogy was you know a fun analogy to make it accessible but when we're talking about government um cuz i don't think anybody would be like oh you're ignoring our individual <laughs> rights to your son but in in, in the political sense yeah, I think it's really important because then you see, like, okay, is if this person again to the very extreme version of Ad- Adolf Hitler in in Nazi Germany, if somebody is looking to kill people or put you know put them away, imprison them because of their race or the color of their skin or something like that, that's not in that's not individualism, right? That is against you can tell that that's not that's not good. But if mm-hmm. somebody you know like Ron Paul is saying we're trying to free the individual we're doing that and they're they're doing that especially in our country through the constitution and that's kind of a sign like okay this person well, is not compromising on their principles for a good reason
1: yeah absolutely i think you know having morally and moral and virtuous leadership is is the best that we could possibly hope for right just people who are inherently good and do the right thing and trust other people to do the right thing also I mean, that's that's what anyone should vote for and should look for in a politician. Unfortunately, you know, that's not what we see. And I think one of the reasons that it's so important, and, and even that the Tuttle Twins work is so important. Um, I think about like the um the guidebook about villains, um, and even the you know, courageous heroes guidebook, when we're talking about these are some patterns to recognize because Hitler didn't just start out saying, oh i want to you know put all these people in camps and then yeah. murder them like that's not how it starts it never starts that way and so it's so important for kids to learn how it does start these you know you said it's easy to recognize the kind of the telltale signs of a potential dictator that's true but but i don't think that they're learning those things in school and so it's definitely up to parents to teach their kids hey here's historically what has happened here's the the signs of um, a, a scary leader and and here are the things that they've done and here's how you you know avoid ever getting to that point where you have a leader like Adolf Hitler where where they have the power to do that and the support of you know good people who yeah. who somehow get caught up in it so so it definitely is important to learn how they become that powerful and why compromise at the very beginning is not necessarily a good thing because it's those little, you know, compromised by degrees that give these bad people that that amount of power.
0: I think that is such a, a really great way to say that because you're right, nobody nobody starts by saying, I wanna kill millions of people or I wanna do this. And you know, that's not that's not how dictators come to pass. It's like the whole frog in boiling water. Exactly. The incremental thing. If you put the frog in boiling water, he'll jump out. But if it, you start out with you know lukewarm water and slowly raise the temperature, then they don't even know what's happening. So yeah, no, I think it's really important. I think this is a, a good topic because again, we hear compromise and we think obviously that's a good thing. We want everybody to get along and to get something they want, but there's more to it than that. So we will leave it at that. We'll wrap up this episode. Um, As always, don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast and share with your friends. And until next time, we will talk to you later. Bye, Brittany. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.